0: demon possession, dead spirits of giants, fallen angels. Either way, people are talking in foreign languages when they are possessed and doing amazing feats. We'll be talking about that and more on Truth Be Told, Hosea 4-6 Podcast. What's going on everybody? Today is none other than Halloween. Trick or treat, smell my feet. If you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. That's all I remember, I'm too old to remember the rest. Anyways, today is Halloween, October the 31st. And hopefully you'll be safe today. I think it's a full moon today as well. So you already know people are gonna be wilding out hey. The protests. They might be off the chain as well. Who knows, you might have protests with costumes and outfits and all that other stuff going on. Uh, But nonetheless, it it still is Halloween. So, and uh, interesting, interesting time for Halloween to happen, it always generates a lot of buzz. Uh, Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Should Christians participate in Halloween? Mm-hmm. Back and forth, trunk or treat at the church. How do I feel about that? How do you feel about that? Uh, haunted houses, all of the good stuff. Harvest Fest. I remember when I was coming up, we had Harvest Fest. You know, we couldn't do Halloween. We won't. Mama didn't allow uh-huh. Halloween. Jamal, what'd you, did y'all do Harvest Fest?
1: See, you you grew up on the Cody side, see.
0: Yeah, you know, them holiness folk ain't playing that.
1: I grew up on the Baptist side. So you know the Baptist side, they they all in it, you know. Yeah. We, trunk or treat? No, no, no. We don't trunk or treat. We trick <laughs> hey, hey, or treated.
0: Hey, look, look, man. Nah, we still did it. I ain't gonna lie, we still went out. You know, we went to the church first, and then you went back to the neighborhood, and you hit them houses up.
1: I see, we didn't even go to church, man. It was it was straight going out. And then on and then right up in church on Sunday. Yeah, eating, yep. Eating candy, water, water, passive speaking, you hit it. I'm
0: <laughs> wrapping that candy up. Uh, we used to take up. uh cases. Mm. Fill in pillar cases all the way up. Everybody had the little pumpkin mm-hmm. sugar tree things and plastic things and pumpkin junk. But you know, too, man, we used to go to the malls.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: You know, Cloverleaf. Uh,
1: Cloverleaf.
0: Yeah, that was the uh-huh. it one. Town Center was dead at the time.
1: Cloverleaf. You know,
0: nobody really messed with Chesterfield. Everybody went to Cloverleaf. And see, we used to live across the street from Cloverleaf. We, live, we used to live mm-hmm. in Chesterfield Village, so it won't mm-hmm. know We can, you know, we right across the street, hit that joint up. You walk around to the different stores and yep. you know, then we'll go up to Chesterfield Townsend and then we come on back to the neighborhood, hit the neighborhood up. You know, be in the church, doing the Harvest Fest at church. But, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but anyways, I think what we're gonna do today is cut the front lights off on the porch oh. and we we'll probably do some little grilling out.
1: Grilling. Ain't nothing wrong with put that.
0: Some, nah, put some steaks on the grill.
1: Last yeah. year, yeah. As matter of fact, y'all came out last year. Yeah, last yeah,
0: yeah. Year. we did the um
1: uh we don't we don't um for for, for those of y'all who don't know, we don't celebrate Halloween. Um or well, we, we kind of take a different approach to the holidays on uh, these holidays so with Halloween instead of us like dressing up and you know kind of participating in the typical festivities we actually did um we, we took the grill out to an open field in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and then uh we had some we, we, we had some candy for the kids and whatnot we had hot dogs I think we had hamburgers too um some chips and some juices and waters and stuff like mm. that. we had some music playing and we just chilled out and we ate we had a good time and you know the kids came up they're like what y'all doing why y'all out here doing this and it's like you know we just want to do something different yeah kind of switch it up and um and that's kind of our way to still to still uh you know make our mark and 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 kind of you know have our influence as believers i don't believe believers should just be shut off and you know what i'm saying i'm gonna sh- close my windows turn the lights mm. all out we're gonna be mm. worshiping and praying ain't nothing wrong with that but yeah. Yeah. At, at the same time you know I, I think still you know these are still uh um um what's the what's the word i'm looking for these, these are still for lack of better terms these are still ways for us to reach people um and, absolutely and still fellowship with others and show our faces and um you know shake hands well not shake hands we're in COVID now but you know, bump elbows, bump elbows. There you go, <laughs> and uh, there you, go. you know, still talk to people and fellowship with people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not doing it's, it this uh, year,
0: nah. Uh-uh. You know, not with with COVID and all that. Plus, it's gotten it's a little cool today, so um, I'm cool with chilling in the house, anyways. Mm-hmm. But you know, too, man, it's it's a good opportunity. You know, and some people may ask, like, you know, why don't you celebrate? Halloween why don't you participate and I think that's a good bridge to mm-hmm. talk about the origins of Halloween and what Halloween may incite and may invite yeah and uh you know that's uh that's something I taught on I didn't I had a couple couple friends hit me up it was like man thinking about doing a teaching on Halloween I said you know it's it can kind of unless you're dealing with kids but you know, it can kind of get kind of boring if you're just doing straight up Halloween. I think right. I, the, the way I came from it was spiritual warfare. Yeah. Uh, and Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 18. And we just kind of we dealt with the belief of, of the world where they stand at with evil, uh, where they stand at their belief in God. It seems like more people believe in demons and Satan than what they do in God. It's like that belief, even though it's starting to decline slightly. Yeah. It's still high. So that's something that's something interesting to me. But anyways, <clears throat> Jamal, we're talking about exorcism today. And um you got any interesting stories to start us off with?
1: Um, nah, 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 man. You you go ahead and hit it all. Let, let me think of one.
0: All right. So I remember when I was Man about maybe five or seven years old when I was and like Jamal says, you know i I was raised Church of God in Christ and uh you know they they Pentecostal holiness I remember about like five or seven years old could have been given to an age, age on a higher end of seven maybe eight I remember we uh was in service and it was the it was on a Sunday morning it was the end of a conference that was going on and There was a guest preacher there and you know he was a prophet uh title prophet and uh he called this lady out but prior to that the service prior to the service starting there she had three kids she had two girls and a son the son was up in children's church and the two girls were running around the church like they were crazy all right and then the pastor's wife Hopped off of the pulpit and almost clotheslined one of them. And I was like, hey, 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 we don't do that up in here. Y'all need to go have a seat. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit. So the middle of the service, you know, the preachers laying hands on people, you know, calling people out. The Lord told me to tell you all that all that jazz. All right. So he calls this lady out, and he commands whatever spirit to come out of her he said you got a you got a demon in you and this lady was sporadic and i mean she was frail she was tiny she was not big at all and i mean tiny maybe you know 100 pounds soaking wet and it took about maybe four or five deacons and we had some big strong deacons all right uh i still know them to this day one of them uh he he was License in the ministry, but he soon had gone on to be with the Lord. And I remember uh, they—it took everything in them to hold this woman down. Wow! Right? She was strong. She had this ungodly strength. And then the preacher brought a Bible. You know, pretty thick. You know, this is King James thick. You know, they didn't make them little pocket ones at the time. It It was a thick King James Bible. And she bit through the Bible. Bit a chunk out of that Bible. I never forget this in my life. They say, y'all got to get it. Say, everybody get on the wall. The whole service, they, the whole service they spent trying to cast this demon out of this lady. Strong bit of chunk out. of. I never forget that. Never in my life. forget. That. I got t- verifiable evidence for that. Um, in fact, my current pastor, we we come out of the same church. And I was telling this story the other night in Bible study. He and his wife recount that same story. Wow. I mean, and they have more detail because they were older at the time. So their memory is a little bit more fresh than what mine is at the time. Cause I was, you know, five, seven, eight years old, but I never forget that moment. And, um, you know, there's other, other stories about exorcisms, this stuff occurring, uh, you know, stuff happening, people with this ungodly strength, people that are speaking dead languages, you know, uh, Latin, you know, biblical Greek, biblical Hebrew, or some foreign language. It, I mean, we have to we have to reckon with the fact that this stuff may be real. I mean, it's even causing some people who who are atheists to start to believe that there is something else out there. Um, right. So that's what I remember, man. It was it was something serious. And, uh, you know, that, that has stuck with me. I'm 33. Now that stuck with me for a lot of 25, 27 years of my life. Right. First time ever seeing that, you know, and, and, uh, so that was, that was seriously impactful and, you know, some ways almost propelled me now to start looking into demonology and looking into Mm -hmm. exorcisms. Um, so, that's just a little bit about my experience and. Oh. Jamal, I don't know if you have anything.
1: I I actually have one, and I don't I don't think I don't think she would mind me sharing this. I mean, because we, yeah, sure. we both were, we both were, we both were, um, experienced it. So, it was 2014. I had just graduated from um, Old Dominion. So myself, um, my wife, uh, she wasn't my wife then, but um, Maya. For those of y'all don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and then a few others. It may have been like ten of us. We went down to Daytona Beach, and uh, just to kind of celebrate graduation and and uh, you know just have a good time. So we went to, and and this is probably one of the reasons why we should not have been doing what we were doing. But we were trying to find something to do. I think it was the first night we were trying to find something to do. First, the second night we were trying to find something to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, Probably like nine, ten o'clock at night. I'm like, you know what? Let's 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 see what these um these bars and uh um these lounges are hitting on. So we hit up one at, at one point in time that there was this one girl that was with us. Well she she was I don't think she wasn't 21. She was the only one that wasn't 21. So we had to find something that was 18 and up. We found this 18 and a rinky dink joint. It was it was horrible. Um, but we went in and a way just because we wanted to have a good time. So we mm-hmm. go in uh fast forward, there's this this old uh uh white lady. She's in there and she looked kind of hippie-ish, you know. And um uh Maya and I we're we're sitting we're sitting at this booth and we're like, you know, we feel some type of like drawing to her. Um mm-hmm. you know you might feel like this is the war leading us to go converse with us so we go over there we converse with her we're talking to her she's telling us her story she came from miles away and she landed in daytona and she felt drawn to daytona for whatever reason and this is a long time so i'm trying to rem- like remember the primary details so um next thing you know i want to say she was like really admiring she was admiring maya's hair yeah and um i think i I might be skipping some okay so let me let me kind of backtrack a little bit so we're standing there we're talking to her and she pulls out this um i think she sees like one of Maya's jewelry she's like i really like that she's like do you like mine she shows her this is a little jewel and um she's talking about how like it's spiritual and all of this stuff. So we like, yeah, you know, we got to pray for this lady, you know, we're going to get her delivered right here in this bar. Mm -hmm. So then um, I'm gonna just get to the important part because I don't remember all of the details, but. uh, So then at that point, I think once we just start, we start realizing that it's getting a little weird and like Mm -hmm. we're trying to like, you know get her to a place to be comfortable so it's like you know you know let's let's pray with you or whatever and she's not with it so we're like right, we're not gonna push it and we're getting ready to i think walk away mm-hmm. and she either touches maya's hair she touches her uh like her her elbow some part of her body she touches and maya jumps and she looks at her with this stern look and she's mm-hmm. gripping my arm, nails in my arm. My this is Maya. She's gripping my mm-hmm. arm. Nails pressed into my arm. And um I'm looking at like, you know what's going on? And she's not responding. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, she kind of like blinks a little bit, and then you know, she's like, Come on, let's go. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And this lady's like, like, oh, why y'all leaving? Blah 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 something, something, something. Mm-hmm. And then um so we walk off a little bit. And then for some reason, I think we were trying to find her. She ended up leaving and she just disappeared. We didn't see her again. Mm-hmm. And she literally just walked down the street. But we didn't see her. Um, and not that we kind of thought about it, you know, we, we we prayed. Um, you know what I'm saying, had a had a another brother pray with us about it. Because mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't share it with too many, we didn't share it with everyone that was there. Um mm-hmm. and if they're listening, I they probably know now. If they didn't know then, but We did share with this one brother, and he prayed with us, you know what I'm saying? We called on the name of Jesus. Maya, the next day, it was either at night or the next day, but Maya has shared with me that she didn't remember the lady touching her. All she Mm. remembered is that she felt something touch her Mm -hmm. as she blacked out. She blanked Mm. out. Mm. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you don't remember grabbing? She's like, I don't remember grabbing your arm. I don't remember mm-hmm. what happened after that. Like, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, she, she remembers parts. She remembers the night. It was just that particular moment with that lady. Mm-hmm. She didn't remember the part after she had grabbed her. Um, she had like touched her or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that was probably my first real encounter with something that I know demonic. was definitely demonic. Yeah, the lady, like I so said, the lady, she was like a little hippie. She had all these kind of like weird, not weird, but kind of new age jewels and see crystals and all of this yep. stuff. And
0: that's she, it, right there.
1: She showed that one crystal, that that one jewel, and she's talking about it like it does this and that. And we're like, oh yeah, she's on some new age stuff. We definitely, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It. And and that's that's important. What you said, I think let's let's move the conversation in 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 this direction as far as. Possession. What I okay, so Jamal, you know me, I'm a read, bro. You know, you follow, y'all follow our Instagram page. If you follow my personal Jamal, we're going to investigate. All right. So I've been doing stuff on demonology, on exorcisms. The one thing that I find most common, whether it's I have read on Catholic exorcists, Mm -hmm. Orthodox exorcists or people in the Orthodox Church, whether Western or Eastern, Protestant, whatever you are Protestant, that you have a deliverance ministry. And that's one point we'll get to as well. The, what is a deliverance ministry and why, you know, why do some have a deliverance ministry? Why do some focus on exorcism alone as what, you know, that's our focus. But the mm-hmm. one common point that all of them have is involvement with the occult. hmm and New Age is classified as occult. These are gateways, okay? Let me explain something about demonology. Mm. Demonology is just the study of demons, okay? The Bible really doesn't specify their origin. There's two theories about where demons come from, okay? Mm. Demons are either fallen angels, and we either grab that from, uh, well, Predominantly, you're gonna hear a lot of Revelation chapter 12 on that. The the dragon swept the third of the angels away. Okay, that's the uh, 33% of the angels. Probably like you know what three 33,000 330,000 angels that were cast into uh, hell or earth with Satan. That's one theory. Okay, the mm-hmm. second theory that is that's the most popular theory. Okay, and that really picked up from the time of Saint Augustine, which is probably Augustine was about fourth fifth century. All right. He had an issue with demons coming from the dead Nephilim and the dead giants. All Mm -hmm. right. So when we look in Old Testament, Dr. Heiser just explained this on a previous episode, right, on uh, demonology, right, the origin of demons. This is where he stands. this is what is gaining traction in Mm -hmm. biblical scholarship and in theology, all right, is that these are the dead spirits from the Nephilim, right, who are – who came from the sons of God who took amongst them women? The Hebrew doesn't render that term as wise, but it renders them as women. They did not marry. They were just, you mm. know, they were just randomly having sex, you know, just getting it in. They was, yo, know, they was over there, Joan, you know, getting it in, you know. And wow. so the Nephilim were the offsprings, and you had the giants, and then you have a quasi divine being. These are Rahut ring. They're bastard spirits. They don't have no place to go. They can't go to heaven. They can't go to hell. So they cursed around mm. the earth. And so that's the two theories as far as, OK, demons are either the product of the Nephilim giants and you start seeing the giant clans and people would always say, well, why did God kill all of them, old, kill all them, them tribes and folks in the Old Testament? Well, the Anakim, Raphaim, Zamzum, I think it's Zamzum, they're all giant clans. They are bastard spirits. You know, they are they're not pure blood. They're not human they are the product of these beings trying to make man or trying to make their own thing and so that's why god had them killed and it wasn't just the israelites you also had other groups killing off of these giant clans they understood what they were okay so that's just a brief you know foundation of what happens we don't see demon possession for certain in the old testament right there's certain texts that we can argue from that perhaps maybe. What I'm thinking about, and when I was interviewing Doctor Heiser, was maybe Israelites felt embarrassed if some of their people might have been might have been possessed because Uh. they are the chosen people. Uh. That's just a theory. Don't put a period on there. Just put a put a brackets and a question mark in there, okay? But maybe they might have been embarrassed, right? So demons in the Old Testament are what territorial spirits. Mm. All right, Daniel chapter 10 is a perfect one. You know, Daniel God heard you the first time, you know, I came, but I had to war with the prince of Persia and the prince of Greece, right? Mm. Well, he's not Daniel's not physically wrestling with the actual a physical prince. He no, he's he's wrestling with territorial spirits. And you jump to Deuteronomy 32, I think verse 4 and then 17, you know, and then Israel is God's portion. Michael's over Israel. You had the Tower of Babel, the Scattering Nations. You had these lesser beings put over these nations, and they started to steal the praise, steal the worship, and they, get, they, they got their heads puffed up, and so they're in rebellion against God. That goes back to demonology. It's not until we get to Second Temple Judaism, New Testament, that literature is when we start seeing demon possession. And watch this. It wasn't just a Jewish thing. Exorcism was very broad exorcism i think this is why scholars are able to accept jesus as an exorcist because exorcism was practiced not only amongst jews it was practiced amongst the cynics who were you know life they were more they were more philosophical but if you ever study the cynics their lifestyle and how they how they you know preached in public john the baptist and jesus mirror them right it doesn't make them cynics but they would go around. We have evidence for Greek philosophers. I mean, yeah, Greek philosophers and people, magicians. They would go around knocking on people's doors and say, hey, man, you want me to cast a demon out and you want me to send one to somebody that has done you wrong? Mm-hmm. All right. We have the magical papyri, which dates from 400 uh, BCE or BC, whichever date code you want to put to 400 AD or 400 uh, c e we have yeah. the New Testament Apocrypha extra biblical resources, the Testament of Solomon, we have the book of Jubilees the second second temple Judaism, which talks about demon possession. This is when the sons of Noah, their grandsons um yeah Noah's grandsons in the book of Jubilees were complaining about demons bothering noah's grandchildren, all right and so um you have the back and forth with that as far as, uh, you know, God or uh, the angel are acting on behalf of God saying, OK, y'all got to leave him alone. And then the devil pleads. God, give us a little bit of uh, uh, mercy. And, you know, so, you know, he grants him that. And, and so you get the book of Enoch is important. And there's a lot of Second Temple Jewish liter- literature and then the Apocrypha in the New Testament is important when you're understanding demonology and when you're trying to understand exorcism. Okay. Now, when we look in the New Testament, okay, when we look in the New Testament and we see Jesus casting out demons, what's one thing that he does that's so unique, right? The crowd is so amazed, right? Oh, God, he comes with such this new authority. And, you know, he, you know, one thing that Jesus does, okay, Uh, Jesus does not cast the demon out in somebody else's name.
1: Mm. Right? Mm. Come on.
0: We notice that in the text. He doesn't do it in nobody else's name. Come on. Okay. And so, and watch this. Also in the text, we have evidence. I got, I, I think it's, it's Mark chapter nine. John said, Jamal, correct me if I'm wrong. He said, John said, master, we saw this man casting out a demon in your name, but we stopped him because he was not of us. I know it's in Mark's gospel. And Jesus said, don't stop him because anybody's doing anything working in America on my name. They can't testify against me. Right. That's evidence of first century exorcism going on outside wow. of Jesus. Wow! When they accused Jesus of casting out spirits in the name of Beelzebub, right, in the name of Satan, mm-hmm. Jesus said, well, who do your sons cast them out in the name of?
1: Mm.
0: Right? That's evidence of first century exorcism. Acts chapter 19, I think started at verse 13, the sons of Sceva, right? The seven sons yeah. of Sceva. Yeah. That's evidence of first century exorcism, right? And and now watch this. What's shocking was they used both the name of Jesus and Paul because names, there were categories for names. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dr. Graham 12th tree, get his book. If you want to understand this stuff from an academic level, people write on this from an academic level. You want to get Jesus the exorcist, a, contra- a contribution to the study of the historical Jesus. But what Graham 12th tree gives us is that the thought process that demons responded to names okay that there was certain power the name carried in heaven and then the person's ability okay and so what we see with the sons of Skeva is we see the sons of Skeva trying to use two names paul's name and jesus's name right as a source of authority all right that's one method the second method we'll have to go to mark chapter five all right the um man possessed with the legion of demons. Matthew chapter eight lists two men in that same region, the land of the garrisons, you know, it's a it's a bit of, of debate between that two, okay? And then I think it's also in Luke chapter eight, that same story. Nonetheless, watch this. Jesus said, what is your name? What's so significant about that name? Mm. Right, uh, asking somebody, asking a demon possessed person about the name. What is What is so significant about that, okay? And you'll see it today with exorcism. You'll see it, okay? Um,
1: What do you mean, how to deal with a specific um, spirit?
0: Yeah, all right. So let's say, Jamal, let's say something like, uh, you know, you and my go out to to the store today, okay? And somebody wilding out in that junk, you know? And they come up to you.
1: I know you, Jamal. You know? (laughs) I know who you are.
0: One, they're telling you your name is known known in heaven. Mm. Okay, that's the first thing they're known. That so uh, there's a there's a power to your name. Okay. Um, Secondly, most exorcists will say, "Who are you? What is your name?" And you'll find a lot of people that are possessed will be reluctant. The spirit in them will be reluctant to give you the name. Mm. Okay because in first century exorcism demon or demon possession when somebody was possessed to inquire the name means you exercise authority over them now you have power over them you know who they are when jesus said who are you we are legion for we are many okay he's getting authority over them they would have been reluctant even in the gospel uh luke and matthew had a problem with this text that mark demonstrates for us in Mark five, I think it's Luke eight, that demonstrates the same text in Matthew chapter eight, they were reluctant on this portion because even the demon tried to use a power source over Jesus. Hmm. Okay. He tried to use a power. He tried to appeal to God's name over Jesus. You'll find a common, I adore you. I adore you. That's like a, um, hmm. a common practice too, when, in when in the text, when we see casting out spirits. Um, of people, I adore you by the name of whoever. So you have people by uh, uh, Rabbi such and such by the name of Rabbi such and such. I command you to come out, um, or whoever I command you. But they, they Jesus, Jesus used his own authority. Why is that? Because he was God incarnate. He was in the flesh. He didn't need to appeal to no other name, no other authority. That's why I said, what teaching is this? What authority is? This? They were amazed because people knew that you did it in and through the name of somebody else. Now watch this. We also have other evidence, trustworthy evidence outside of the text Mm. with Josephus and um, Philo or Philo. Okay, Josephus records a Jewish rabbi by the name of Eleazar who um, cast a demon out of a man in front of uh, uh, one of the, I forget the Caesar's name, was it Caspian? And then It was Caspian's sons and some of his generals, but he used a bowl of water. He used a ring, an amulet to pull the demon through the nose. So that was a common belief. Even Philo records this. He says that it was a popular belief that you can inhale a demon. Just go outside and a demon can enter your nose by inhale. So you find people pulling, using smoke, bowls of water. Uh, The Babylonians have a thing where they would try to pull the demon in the water in a jar. And smash the jar and put it in water. So that's uh that's importance with the pigs in Mark 5. The pigs are not well doc we ain't supposed to be eating that pork because you know they were possessed by it. no. There's certain things with that. They were a right. vehicle for the grave for the demon because right. they went into the water, you know. And secondly, it was a sign to those in the land of the guard the garrisons. Mm-hmm. They were spooked out, you know, a thousand pigs all of a sudden run and jump off a cliff, that's you real. know. So We'll find, and so I'm saying all of this to say a lot of these practices still continue. All right, still continue. Jamal, you got anything? I know I gave a mouthful.
1: No, 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 um, no, no. <laughs> that's that's all good. I, um, a question came to my mind. So, yeah. well, a, a couple of things with the sons of Skiva. Are you referring to the the girl that was possessed and they were using her? Um, no, but they're no. Oh, okay.
0: Let me let me get you that text, matter of fact, for our
1: audience. Because I was I was thinking of the one with the girl, the, the little girl who was possessed, and that, yeah. that demon inside of her would be doing all these tricks and stuff. Yeah, and they were using her yep. so, for monetary value until Acts
0: 16. I can't um, remember. You talking it, about and her her uh her masters got mad. Paul Paul turned around and rebuked her.
1: And rebuked and the demon came out of her and they got mad. Shut
0: your mouth. Yeah, and they beat (laughs) Paul and um who was with Paul? Silas. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. I mean, she was fortune, a fortune teller.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Fortune teller, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: And um, yeah, Acts 16, and it starts at verse 16. You know, and she they were going around and and the girl was coming behind them, you know, these men. Are uh, uh, doing good works, yada yada yada, and Paul turned around. Paul finally got annoyed and rebuked her, and the spirit came out because the men were hustling her. Mm. You know, that's a whole conversation in and of itself about, all right, is it? I think it's Acts, either Roman. I think it's Romans eleven for the gifts and callings come without repentance. And so mm. I've heard some people argue about, well, a psychic is still a prophet. You know, they can tell the future, eh, but who are they getting the information from? Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing about demon possession. All right. And I'm going to move this conversation along. I'm going to try to guide it along. I had coffee, so I'm all over the place. But But,
1: with that being said, real quick, uh which kind of leads me to my second question. Is there a difference between demonic possession and demonic influence?
0: All right. So let's do this. Let's do let's do possession, influence and oppression. Mm. Possession, your f- possession is not a common thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay? Um, especially in light of of 21st century because of mental illness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So when I was in seminary and I had to take two courses on in pastoral counseling, one was on marriage, the second one was on practicality about mental illness. You know, determine if somebody is really mentally ill versus if somebody is really demon possessed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay demon possession is really not common as what we think it is Hmm. but more people are coming out of the yin-yang and it's not just christians it's not people who identify or in relation to christianity you have muslims who are coming out you have uh buddhists all types of people who are coming out thinking they're possessed the catholic church just recently uh maybe a couple years ago they opened up their exorcist training to Protestant denomination, they say, look, man, we got to sit down and we got to talk about and share information about this because it's so common. You have so many people who are coming looking for help because they know they're possessed. It was a story. Um, I think uh, Billy Halliwell shared this. I got his but His book is good. You need to get that book. I'm going to share it at the end. But he was sharing on a podcast that a, a lady who was involved in Satanism, she worshiped Satan came to came to the church for help came to the pastor the priest for help and 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 uh they asked her what she was involved in of course it's occultic, and i'm gonna come back make sure i come back to that point jamal okay. um but she they said look you got to leave that stuff alone she said no i just want the spirits to leave me alone i don't want to start worshiping satan so she went off mm-hmm. on her own way so let's go back to possession possession is not as common as what we think it is okay How possession occurs. All right. There's there's and I think the Catholic Church is brilliant on this. And I think maybe we need to follow suit in Protestantism. Just a tad bit is a checklist of how to determine if somebody is demonically possessed versus if they have a mental illness. All right. Here's some of them. Okay, The first one is how do they respond to the name of Jesus or prayer? If they start getting off the chain, uh, sporadic, if you hold up a cross in front of them, um, you know, some type of relic or image of, of Jesus or whatever, if they start acting sporadic, then that's one way we can say that they are possessed. If they don't do that, then maybe they're just mentally ill okay and so we can put that off to the side and allow the psychologists and psychiatrists and those in mental health to help that person but if they have a reaction to any religious any christian relic if they they um they start shaking their head at the name of jesus cursing speaking in unknown languages dead languages and perhaps they are possessed you know um unimaginable strength is one uh There's there's many cases of people walking up the walls. All right. Uh, People levitating in an unconscious state. And it's not just them reporting. It's just other people that's all reporting. Hey, look, man, my son was levitating last night. You know, Um, that's another one that we that will be on there. But one thing on that checklist with the Catholic Church on the checklist is the occult. Why is the occult on the checklist? all right that's that's an important thing that we have to look at okay is the the occult and how do we find the occult so occult the word cult, c-u-l-t just means worship all right you tack on the occult i'm not for sure if the, the true definition i think it's just kind of like a a impure style of worship or are you doing something off the chain with your your worship and stuff like this um you know, calling on spirits, channeling and all that other stuff. But let me, let's point out some, some very common occult things. Okay. Uh, where should I start? And I guess because it's Halloween, let's do this. So any type of psychics, mediums, Ouija board, uh, channeling, tarot card, palm reading, uh, calling on this uh, deceased of the of of your dead relatives
1: uh wait so you mean to tell me Mm -hmm. my ancestors my ancestor can't help me can't guide me can't speak to me in my dreams
0: not it, not in a Christian worldview. And that's, that's mm-hmm. something too. I mean, well, let's look at, let's look at first Samuel 28. I think that's a good text to look at where Saul went to the witch of Endor, right? The mistress of the ove of both over right? She, she contacted the dead. She was a medium, right? And remember when Saul put that, that bounty on all of all of mediums and all that stuff. And Hey, look, y'all, we going to kill them all. We don't want none of that. And we go back and we start looking at, uh, uh, uh deuteronomy 18 and 19 the prohibition of of occult practices don't have nothing to do with that don't be contacting the dead okay this this text bothered me first samuel 28 bothered me for the longest time i said how in the world somebody that's not of god can come in contact with the spirit of the prophet samuel Right? Uh Saul said, look, God stopped speaking to me in dreams and by prophets. I need I need you to contact. And see, that's a problem. Jamal, that's a problem. When we can't hear from God, when some people can't hear from God about something, let me go. Let me go to that 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 let me go to homegirl down the street that I know that be that be doing some readings. Let me let me go down there.
1: Be flipping them cards.
0: Let me right. Let me let me jump on Instagram. I know Shawty Girl, I know Homeboy that do that. Let me let me see what they got to say. Okay, uh-huh. let me go down to the shop down the street that, that sells crystals, that sells dream catchers, that sells uh, uh uh sage. Let me go down there and let me see if they they got something for me. Okay, let me go around that back alleyway and see if uh uh Mama something something that practices voodoo. Let me see if she got something for me if she can contact. Matter of fact, my daddy, not my daddy, I'm just saying this in general cuz my dad's buried. My daddy is cremated and his ashes are in an urn on the fireplace. Let me let me go talk to my dad cuz last time I did it it worked. Uh-huh. Oh snap. I'm gonna come back. Let me come back put a put a put a marker. All right, I'm gonna come back to that point about what happens when this stuff works. Uh-huh. Okay? All right. So People do that. And Saul did that. They run and try to get an answer. When God's not talking, God gave you an answer. He just, hey, look, man, you about to die, bro. You and your son's about to die. Now, there's two different positions on this. okay? because the witch of Endor was shocked that she got in contact with Saul. She ain't know who before that. She ain't know who she was talking to. That's why the scriptures say don't have nothing to do with the dead because demons can masquerade themselves, spirits can masquerade themselves. They were bad. Everybody in the Old Testament went to Sheol, and Sheol was for the dead. And You had levels in Sheol where certain spirits ruled. The Raphaim were uh, the kings of the underworld, they were bad, bad spirits. You had Satan, and you had the Raphaim right there, a Hasatan, where really Hasatan really roams the earth. But anywho, that's neither here nor there. But they were bad spirits. OK, right. and you had the demons and they can masquerade themselves as whoever. So one of the theories is God allows Satan. I mean, God allow Samuel's spirit to come up. He'll, he gave permission. He said, Sam, you go tell him because um, he's not listening. The second okay. one is and I, I can I can find I can I can be OK with this. The second one is this was a demon masquerading as Samuel. Mm-hmm. What you said, Reverend? Yeah, right. because not all of Saul's sons died the next day. Mm. only certain ones and so watch this with demons when somebody's possessed they know something about the future although it may not happen according to what they say okay that's good so those those are some points now let's go back to the occult because the witch indoor was is considered the occult every exorcist even the catholic church has this on their checklist have you been involved in the occult? What books are you reading? Have you been heavily watching horror movies, hmm. Trev? Why are you saying, Have you been a haunted house? Why are you saying, Man, come on, man, you about to blow my kill, bro? I'm about to go to this haunted house tonight, I'm about to watch this horror film on Netflix. Me and my girl, you know what I'm saying? She's gonna get scared up in my arms. We're gonna play with the Ouija board, we're gonna flip cars and all this. You gotta be careful because these are doorways. What are you talking about, Trev? Okay, cool. Watch this. Everybody's seen that movie, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Demi, Demi, why you do this to me, Demi, Demi? We're not alone in the room. Ah, right, start here, start spinning. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know that's based on a true story, right? It's ba- the Exorcist is based on a true story, all right? Um, let me give you something right quick. I'm trying to flip this book open, okay? Uh, it's based on a true story. It's about a little boy um, in St. Louis. Uh his aunt. This is how it started. This was this is truly based on a real story. It wasn't a, it wasn't a little girl like the movie, but it was a boy. Hey, his aunt was involved with the Ouija board, something heavy, and she taught this little boy. Everybody calls him Robbie. All right. Nobody knows his name because right now he's still living. He's an old man with, with kids and grandkids. Okay. Very. All right. So he's old. Nobody knows who he is. Only people that know is the Catholic Diocese in St. Louis. His family took him to the University of St. Louis, which is a Catholic school. And so let me, let me go back. So his aunt's involved with the Ouija board, and she's teaching him how to come in contact with these spirits, with these beings, okay? Sure. And so his aunt passes away. He had a heavy finitude for his aunt. You know, he loved his aunt. So now he knows how to get in contact with her. So he kept doing it. And then all of a sudden, stuff starts flying around in the house. The boy it, his body is discontorted. His 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 heels are touching the back of his head. He's speaking in in Latin, in certain dead languages. There's marks. This stuff is documented. All right. Oh. It is it's documented. There was um the uh somehow, I think it was the Washington Post and the New York Times was able to get the journal of one of the priests that was involved with the exorcism and they journaled all this even medical doctors were present but anywho, they took him to the university of st louis uh the bishop of that diocese and and several priests met they determined he was possessed it took them i think a month to get this demon and these spirits out of him wow yeah and why because he kept going back to the ouija board that is a gateway you know they the first time he did it they knew once they say, yeah, we're your aunt, you know, Aunt Mary, they started hooking him. And once they got you, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And once they got you, it's a wrap.
1: And that's crazy because, you know, to the point where we were talking about ancestors and stuff like that, mm-hmm. biblically speaking, from the Christian worldview, there's no evidence that we can we can have conversations with our dead relatives however so many people have these experiences where they're like my daddy came and spoke to me my grandmama came and spoke to Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. I think there was one story I don't know if you told me or who said it but I heard this story one time about this woman I think it may have been you but she she um she got some recipe for I think it was it was this woman it's this woman that that uh, makes these all natural organic um woman uh products like like tampons and stuff like that and apparently her story is that she was getting she was getting fed up with like a a lot of the mainstream products that are out now were Mm -hmm. impacting her body in a negative way Mm -hmm. and she didn't have any alternatives so she said she prayed to her dead grandmother or something something of that sort. She was talking to her grand, dead grandmother. And then her dream, her grandmother came and gave her these ingredients to make these women products for mm. her. And they've worked out for her ever since. So um to that point of what she was saying, um I think I think you know it's it's unfortunate that our um our hearts can be deceived yeah. you know by these spirits by these you know um, these demons mm-hmm. and using us for their type of influence. that's influence. that's why I asked that question there's a difference between possession and influence you know if, yeah. If, yeah. If, if a demon is speaking to you and leading you to do things you know like where kind of you know does that fall under and then you know yeah. I don't know it's just it's like everything has a will you know and that will always pull people from you know further away from the most high and whatever they can do in order to do that and use someone i think i think they'll do that
0: yeah i and i mean that's a that's a fine line between influence and possession okay if you know i don't i don't believe your dead relatives will come to you i think that you know There's three ways to dream. I mean, God gives you a dream. You know, I think it's only really two. God gives you a dream and then we can we give we can give ourselves a dream from our heart, emotions. You know, I wouldn't say the enemy can give you a dream because then they can read your mind. But we don't have nowhere in the text that supports that demonic spirits can read your mind. They observe you and they watch you. That's why Paul said, you got to cast down imagination. You got to cast down all those things. Right. You know, right. you got to watch what you do behind closed doors because they observe you and say, right? yeah, you, you got to watch. And so I think that with influence, I think that that influence, they got you on a rope and they're pulling you to be full on. They're going to just have your mind deceived. That's the first thing. Oh no, it works for me. But anything that is set up by God lasts. Anything that doesn't will falter. It will fail. I don't know how the woman's products is doing, but at the flip side of it, I don't, you know, I would be very careful to, you know, automatically run a jump. I would pray on it. God, is this of you? You know, let let your word be confirmed. If this is of you, let it be confirmed by two or three witnesses. You know, um, but let me let me get back to it. So we got the gateways, all right, to demonic possession. Now some people say, "Man, this don't happen to black folk." You a line and a half. There's a very there's a story um, about a family in Gary, Indiana, all right. It's a it's a black family. Um, it's called the Ammons family. A M M O N S Ammons. Okay, and this one is interesting. This one took medical documentation. All right. Something was going on with this house. All right. And the mother got in contact with a clairvoyance and a clairvoyance is somebody who talks to the dead, a medium. And so she was also in contact with the church. The mistake she made was going in contact with a medium, with a psychic, a clairvoyant. Because it only intensified the situation. She reported she came upstairs and saw one of her sons levitating in the middle of the night. Uh, it was throwing her kids into the refrigerator. There was all these huge flies on the house. Um, the kids were speaking these deep, deep voices, eyes were rolling in the back of the head, foaming at the mouth. All right. So let's speed it up. So she took her kids to the medical doctor, right? To, to the hospital. And the doctors were talking about, they were afraid. Now there was in one, one of the rooms, one of the sons were in a room. And there was a nurse, the grandmother, and a child caseworker because eventually the mama, her kids were taken away because I mean she's reporting something stole my kids into the refrigerator, and their their thought is okay, she's abusing them. So at this point, the kids were taken away. But the mom is allowed to to go to the hospital. Okay. So one of the kids, the son started acting sporadic. And all of a sudden, he starts, I think he's seven-year-old, he starts to walk up the wall backwards like spider-man literally walk up the wall and flipped over the nurse the caseworker and the grandmother and they freaked out and took off running out the room to go get the doctor they asked him to do it again and he didn't know what happened so that's a that's a clear sign of possession too is when somebody is possessed then it's not really them and when they come to they're like what happened and we have that from the from the scriptures right uh um the the man that brought his son to Jesus, I think it's Mark nine, Mark eleven. He brought his son to Jesus. I uh, said, Master, I brought him to your disciples. They couldn't do nothing. Jesus said, How long can, um, how long has he been like this? And he said, From child till now. Truth be told, Hosea four six hosts would like to thank all of those who listen to this podcast. With your continued support, the hosts stay inspired and encouraged to continue doing this ministry. If you are liking the content being put out, please consider donating to TBT Hosea 4-6 for more episodes to be recorded and released. To donate, you can make this contribution to TBT Hosea 4-6 Cash App or PayPal at paypal.me forward slash TBT Hosea 4-6. right, so he, you know, the boy talking with his father, uh, Jesus talking with the boy's father, he... You know say he's been like this from child, you know, often trying to kill him, you know, and that's one thing too is that demon possessions will try to kill the person who they inhabited. they are trying to destroy God's imager they want you destroyed right and so um anyways, you know after jesus he he commands the deaf and mute spirit to come out of the boy, he passes out and Jesus helps him up, right He doesn't have any recollection recollection of what happens, okay so. That's another point, too, is like with demon possession. A lot of people don't have a memory of what happens, like how to get here. You know what happened? You know, you possess and you got to get them out, you know, or right, get that, that spirit out of them. But there's a lot of cases where it's, it's more than just one spirit that inhabits a person. And normally it's the weaker spirits that come out first and the strong one stays. All right. But I tell you guys what, because this is going to get pretty lengthy. And this is pretty, this is a heavy conversation because I really want to touch on um, why we don't celebrate Halloween. There's all a connection here with Halloween, mm-hmm. all right, and other certain holidays that may be occultic in nature. Why? I don't. I'm going to speak for myself, and I know Brother Jamal don't, Pastor sap I know he doesn't. Uh, because they are gateways and these are how demonic spirits enter us real quick. Before we go, a dear friend of mine, um, he's a youth pastor. He called me up. He said, Trev, I need prayer. He said, I really need prayer. I got demonic oppression. I'm gonna touch on that next. He said, I went into a, one of them new age stores. I know we got one here. It's in the mall. They sell crystal sage, you know, it's like a a hippie store, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, I just wanted to see. And he said, picked it up. And he said, he was with his girlfriend. He said, he felt so depressed. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, I said, uh, the only thing they want is an avenue. I said, mm-hmm. now, you know, we prayed. And I said, bro, I said, we pray. We, we speak the name of Jesus Christ. Paul said, Philippians 2, 10 and 11. How powerful that name is. It's mm-hmm. an early hymn of the church. It predates Paul. It's an early hymn. You know, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, under the earth. Every knee every good. knee shall bow. That's good. Right? And confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, okay? So that name's powerful. But we had to pray. And had to pray whatever that was oppressing him off of him, okay? So, I want y'all to really ingest this episode and I'm coming back next 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 episode I'm gonna, I'm going to really touch on more of the gateways. Halloween, the origins of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Right? And why we don't celebrate and perhaps maybe even pulling you back i know it's a hot debate with christians but this is something serious exorcism is serious and we're going to talk about how does one um be delivered from exorcism and the difference between catholic and protestant exorcism okay uh with deliverance ministry i know a lot of them have deliverance ministry and should we openly hunt demons
1: That's good. all right you you got
0: anything before we part
1: yeah real quick um, so the, the third part of the paranormal things series will be released later this week um, this this is gonna kind of be the trailer if you will um, and once we can get that out you know you guys are gonna look out for that and check that one out as well um that's gonna be um probably a tough one to swallow um Mm. there will be a professional exorcist on with us so you know you definitely do not want to miss that you want to be a part of that one and i think it's it's a good finisher to the first two that are coming out today um and as as well as a conversation that we're having right now so uh, please be on the lookout for that this stuff is real man i think um you know we can take it so lightly um and i think one of those reasons is because of hollywood you know we we, we've known hollywood to you know just be super extra with theatrics and all of the movies that they do but you know we have to at some point question you know what is it that hollywood knows about a lot of these things as to why the graphics why the stories why why everything is so put together so cohesive that it actually does represent a lot of what goes on you know in in real world um of course like the zombies thing you know that's i think that's more uh figurative than it is realistic but like with the exorcist that's based on a true story um you know things like the yeah, or rather, movies like The Ring, um, you know, The The Conjuring, uh, what's another one? Um, The Amityville Horror. I know that one came out in like the early 2000s, that was based on the true story. So, we have all of these examples of what this stuff, and I, I even remember going to the movies and seeing the Amityville Horror with my cousins when it came out. You know, we have so many. So many real, you know, exact representations of what this stuff is and what it looks like, but yet we take it so lightly, especially within the church. These are things that's not talked about, you know. Or we might talk, Satan trying to steal your job and steal your joy, and that's all good and all. But what about these things that's attacking people, that's scratching their backs, that's choking them in their sleep? You know, you don't just wake up. You know, you you know, you open your eyes, you're awakening, you can't move like. Yeah. A lot of times they say, you know, oh, yeah, it's just sleep paralysis, but why does it happen? You know, there's why I believe science and the spiritual go hand in hand. There yeah. can be a scientific explanation for something, but there's always a route to something, you know. Um, So that's just kind of my tidbit. I'm no professional on it, <laughs> you know, but I've experienced things, you know, yeah. dreams, you know, weird stuff that's happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff that's inexplicable so and it has yeah. to be a reason for it.
0: yeah you know we um too um if you've been following our social media we've been asking questions uh you know about people's paranormal experience and the more common one that we did receive even on our personal pages have been sleep paralysis you know, and people, people seeing things during this experience. And I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to press you because I, I want to be objective, you know, and I want, I don't want you to be afraid of this, especially if you're a Christian, we have nothing to fear at all. And, um, that's, that's interesting because it, it raises the question of, okay, why would this happen to me if I'm a professing believer? Mm-hmm. And so my first thing is, okay, let me let me run down a list of are you around anybody that's involved in the occult? Mm-hmm. What are you watching? There's certain mm-hmm. stuff I tell my wife now, I said, No, nah, I ain't watching no horror movie before I go to go to go to bed because that's a that's a gateway, it really is. Mm-hmm. It is it is absolutely a gateway for them to try to oppress you or come in and do their thing. Okay. So I I run down the gamut of you know, everything that might be anti-God, anti-what you believe. And then there's the other question of. Does does God really give them permission to oppress us, to attack us? So I'm not going to answer that now. I got to tune in for the next part on that. No,
1: <laughs> Look, thank you all for listening. Um, if you haven't already, check out the first two episodes that have already dropped. Um, the first one was at 11. The second one uh, came out at 2. And, um, yeah, check, check them out. Check them out. Take notes. Um, make sure you, you know, if you're interested, purchase the books that they have released. Um, you know, and these are, again, these are professional, you know, highly notable uh notable people who study these things yeah um, and not just some regular joe Smoles who sit in a basement and um and read so we thank y'all we love y'all again tune in for that part two we'll talk to y'all soon peace peace